Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Well, how about the business? My competitor is going to get ahead of me. I'll send my son to work. Well, what does that commandment say? You rest. Don't send your son. I'll send my daughter out. Or I'll send one of my servants. Well, how am I going to keep up with my competitors? How am I going to be on the cutting edge? God said, time out. Stop and rest in my presence. He commands us to rest. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. You're changing our lives. Americans are simply not getting enough rest. In today's competitive go, go, go culture, people keep moving even when their bodies are screaming for sleep. Because folks don't want to lose a sale or miss out on potential opportunities, their schedules do not leave enough time or margin. In today's message from Psalm 23, Pastor Ed implores us to find some time to rest by the authority of scriptures. God is passionate about His people's rest, and He wants us to find strength in quiet communion with Him. Now, here's Pastor Ed with his continuing look at Psalm 23. Philippians 2, 3 speaks to this when it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Only God can do that in the heart of a person. We live in such a competitive world. We even compete with our own mates, compete with our own children, compete with anybody around us. And God is saying, put that aside. See, when God takes care of the sheep, he begins changing the heart. And when the heart is changed, they could go into the place of rest. They must be free of fear. They must be free of friction. They must be free of pest. Shepherd watches over the sheep to protect them from nasal flies and bolt flies and warble flies and ticks and uh, I'd put it this way. God is concerned about the things that bug you. <laughs> Little things that can rob us of sleep, that can rob us of peace. Our good shepherd is like an earthly shepherd. He watches over the sheep. He takes care of them in those little minute things. Don't you know that God's concerned about the small things that bug you from day to day that would rob you of your relationship with God? He wants you to rest in Him. He doesn't want you to be filled with turmoil, constantly overcome with the cares and concerns and the things, well, He didn't notice me. Or she didn't notice me. Well, they didn't say hello to me today. God wants you to be free of all of those things. The Bible says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast or stayed on thee because he trusts in you. I remember a godly old saint, Midge. She would always quote that verse. If there was friction or things going on, she would say, God will keep you in perfect peace if your mind has stayed on him. 
free of hunger. Ah, this is a good one. Sheep are so dumb. They'll walk by a muddy pool of water, and the shepherd's trying to lead them to clear crystal water that's healthy for them. But they'll go to a muddy pool of water where there are all sorts of parasites, and they'll just begin lapping up the water, not thinking that there's refuge in there and manure in there and all this garbage. It may not affect them at first, but it eventually will produce parasites in their body, and they'll suffer. Aren't we like that? We try and quench the thirsting in our souls, the hunger in our lives, by maybe getting involved in the arts or the sciences or traveling from here to there. We try and do some type of achievement. All of those things are really a, a deep need to fulfill an emptiness. And you could look at people who have achieved all of those things and gone on those avenues. Jeremiah lamented. God lamented. He said, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me and they've hewn out for themselves cisterns of their own making, things to quench their own thirst. Listen, nothing can satisfy you like the knowledge of God and a relationship with God. That's the most satisfying thing in life. Well, how do I meet those conditions of rest? By faith, we find rest in his promises. By faith, you find real rest trusting in the promises of God. God has your name on some of those promises. Take them out, read them, meditate on them. I think that God gives passages of Scripture to his sheep that will especially guide and keep them. There may be a favorite verse, a favorite chapter, a favorite passage that again and again comes over and over to you. Take that life verse and meditate. Ruminate on it. Now, there is a real need for rest. It's a definite need. It says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Do you know over 70 million people have sleep problems? Lenny Lemania is not the only one. They say 70 million people. Teenagers blame sleep problems on their low performance in school. They say, one study said that 50% of those 65 and older suffer from sleep problems. So that means there are 70 million Americans that go through the week tired. We need rest for our bodies, rest for our minds, rest for our souls. God has so designed us that if that music is going to flow from our life, there have to be those places of rest with God. It has been said, take rest. A field that is rested gives a bountiful crop. If you're going to be fruitful in your life, you have to take the 23rd Psalm and have those places and times of spiritual rest. I'm going to ask you a question. I'll give you a quiz. 
which of the commandments, of the Ten Commandments, is the longest? The first one? How much time did God spend on the first one? How many words? I counted 32 words in the first commandment. How about the last commandment? Oh, excuse me, the last commandment, 32 words. Eight words on the first, 32 on the last. How about the fourth commandment? I counted in the English language 94 words. I'd like to just read you that command to rest. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work. You and your son or your daughter, your manservant, your maidservant, your cattle, or the sojourner within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. And he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. We need to be able to rest. Well, how about the business? My competitor is going to get ahead of me. I'll send my son to work. Well, what does that commandment say? You rest. Don't send your son. I'll send my daughter out. Or I'll send one of my servants. Well, how am I going to keep up with my competitors? How am I going to be on the cutting edge? God said, time out. Stop and rest in my presence. He commands us to rest. I believe that so many people have those sleep problems because they're thinking of so many things. So many anxieties, so many problems. Let the Lord shepherd you. He'll cause those fears to diminish as you trust in his promises. He'll cause those areas of friction to just disappear as you meditate and you live out his word. He'll feed your soul because he said, Come unto me, all you that are hungry and thirsty. He'll feed us from the bread of life. That'll satisfy us. This command to rest is, is, is it's important. It troubles us to be still. We feel sometimes awkward. Something's wrong. If we suddenly rest in the church service, suddenly it's quiet. And everybody gets edgy. It pauses a little too long. We know how to we need to know how to pause in our life and just stop. Listen, if you don't accept the command to rest, God will compel you to. Man went to a Middle Eastern Syrian uh, shepherd, and he noticed that this shepherd was carrying food to the sheep. And it was a particular sheep that he was carrying it to. And he noticed that the leg was broken. He said, well, how did that happen? Did it fall in a hole? Uh, did a rock fall off a cleft? And the shepherd said, no, I broke his leg. He said, what? You broke his leg? Why did you do that? Because that sheep would keep wandering off. He had a rebellious streak to him. And so I've broken his leg. And now for a period of time, he'll have to learn to eat out of my hand. Hello? Sometimes the green pastures 
is white sheets on a hospital bed. And God suddenly slows us down. Sometimes it takes the form of an emotional crisis where suddenly you become paralyzed and God is saying, wait a minute, slow down. Have you spent time with me? Are you communing with me? If we don't accept the command to rest, God will compel us to rest. Uh, I want you to look at the place of rest. Where does he take us? Where does he place us? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures by still waters. God has provided these places of rest for us in our salvation. In Hebrews chapter 4, 9 to 10, it reads, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. God gives you the gift of salvation, not so that you can work and earn his favor, not somehow that you can do enough to be acceptable in his sight, He gives you salvation as a gift so you can rest, so you can be at peace. Things in your life may not be the way you want them to be. But in spite of the circumstances you may find yourself in, God will give you rest. Not in your circumstance, but in Him. It says He leads us beside the still waters in green pastures. Notice the colors. Green, blue. Little boy was with his father. And he said, Dad, I have a question for you. And this little boy was seven or eight years old. And he says, Dad, why is the sky blue? That's a stupid question. And go on a little further. Dad, why is the grass green? What's making you think of questions like that? A little while later, the boy says to his father, Dad, do you mind if I ask you questions? He says, No, son. How else will you learn? (laughs) The blue sky has a calming effect. Imagine if it was vivid red. (laughs) The green grass. Why do people, when they take vacations, want to go to the mountains or off to the shore? That green grass has a way of creating serenity inside of us. Those those beautiful colors that God made producing, as as it were, rest. God brings us to a place of rest. Christianity must always be far more a gift from God to man than a gift from man to God. Hear that. Think about that. It's a gift. That God has given you. Never ever will you ever earn it. Never ever are you ever good enough to qualify for it. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. And he does it not because you're worthy, but because he is. Because he is a God of incredible love. That loves his creation. And he he bountifully bestows on the people of his pasture his love. He is a good shepherd. 
The shepherd is interested in his sheep, and so the good shepherd is interested in you, and his great gift to you is Christianity. Look at the place of stillness. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Do you know 70% of a sheep's body is not wool, made up of water? It needs water. There's something about water that we fear and something about water that we enjoy. Uh, we were, in a sense, uh, in our, our mother's wombs, we were surrounded by water. We're physically made up of a great deal of water. And he leads us beside still waters. Waters are beautiful when they stay within their banks. Water is beautiful, a rain when it comes down. But if it becomes a torrent, if the water overspills its banks, it could destroy the crops and the homes and cause havoc in your life. God wants to lead you beside the still waters. When life gets out of control, sheep just rush around here and there. When a life is frantic, they cannot stop. They just are continually on their feet. Some people find their lives out of control. Sex is beautiful in the boundaries of marriage. But when those passions overspill the boundary lines of marriage, it's destructive. When our passions control our lives, it's destructive. But when God brings us to the still waters, he stills us on the inside. Though our world might be raging on the outside, we're under control on the inside. And he says, drink deeply from the wells of salvation. That's what God promises us, a a place of stillness. We can nurture a life under control when we allow God to lead us beside the still waters. Uh, Not only a place of stillness, but a place of solitude. I want to read to you from Ezekiel the prophet, the 14th and 15th verse of chapter 34. I will tend them in good pasture, and in the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, There they will feed in the rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord. God is so interested that he wants time with you. Remember, God is a person. He's just not some projection of our mind like New Agers would try and make him. He's just not some theological statement, uh, a conglomeration of ideas. He is a person who feels and thinks and acts and loves and hates. And God wants time with you. You're on his appointment calendar. And he always keeps his appointments. God wants time with you. Sheep by nature get up early in the morning before the sunrise and often eat the dewy grass. 
We ought to have a habit of getting up early and spending time with God. Or staying up late and closing the day with God. But ruminating on his word. The sheep will eat the grass. And then as the sun comes up and the heat dries the grass of its dew. They'll ruminate on the grass that they have eaten. They'll be nourished by it. Take God's word. And in the morning meditate on it. Let it be the first thing that you think about. The first thing that goes through your emotions and heart and mind is your relationship with God. We need to keep our appointments with God. We need these places of solitude. Henry Nouwen said, Solitude begins with a time and a place for God and Him alone. If we really believe not only that God exists, but that He is actively present in our lives, healing, teaching, guiding, We need to set aside a time and a space to give him our undivided attention. Stop being pulled this way and that way. Running here and there. Get off the treadmill of busyness. Forget about the guy behind you or the person in front of you. Think about the God that's above you and with you and beside you. And spend quality time resting in his presence you'll not be able to live life unless you live with him your life will be in constant discord a terrible sounding note if you don't spend time with him everything you do for God comes out of your relationship with God The only way you face and live the life that God gave you to live and face is out of a relationship with him. Do you hear him? George MacDonald heard him. He said, I sought the Lord and afterward I knew he moved my soul to seek him, seeking me. I was not found. It was not I that found, O Savior, true. No, no. I was found of thee. I hear the Savior knocking, knocking at our doors, saying, will you rest? Will you come into my presence? Will you take time out to be with me? Well, I'm busy getting this degree. Well, now that I got the degree, I have to find the job. Well, I just got this brand new treadmill and I want to try it out. I want to just be so busy at this job, at this position, at this opportunity. Time out. Stop. What's your relationship with God like? Are you resting in Him? Enjoying him? Or was Sunday morning just a pit stop? Quickly going to go on, and you won't think about him until next week, or maybe the week after. I know for all of us, there's a temptation to be so busy that the first thing that goes out of our life 
is that time in the Word and that time with Him. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's 14-part series in the Book of Psalms. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for Worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and for more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith. Your Word restores.